0: Well, markets are still being whiplashed by the uncertainty of the war, the fears of inflation, and let's add lockdowns in China to that list because there's more of those today. Today, equities have taken a hit in the United States and in China, oil is down and bond yields are rising with the FOMC later this week. On the war front, well, there is a potential for an off-ramp with Russia and Ukraine talking at least, and there's talks between the US and China as well, which could be good or bad. It seems unlikely that China is going to offer total support for the West, but if they side more with Russia, How is that going to work out? And RBA minutes out today and stacks of data as well. We'll look at all of that this morning. It's Tuesday, the 15th of March 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, big moves in bond yields today. Ten-year treasuries are up 14 basis points, up to 2.14%, which I think is the highest since 2019, actually. And in Europe, German bunds up 12 basis points. Ten-year gilt's up 10, uh, and it's in fact 10 or 11 basis points up for 10 years across much of Europe. Up six for Aussie 10 years. Uh, The US dollar lost a little ground today. Uh, It's risen 0.8% against the Japanese yen and 0.4% on the Swiss franc, though. Against that, the Aussie dollar is down, losing 1.3% on the US dollar. The euro, meanwhile, is up 0.3%. And stocks continue to fall in the United States at close. Another 2% off the Nasdaq, 0.7% off the S&P 500. The Dow finished unchanged. Small caps, the Russell 2000, down about 1.9%. And yet, European equities doing well. The DAX is up 2.2%. And it's worth noting that things were very mixed in uh, Asia yesterday. Uh, the uh, Tokyo index up 0.7%. But the Hang Seng in Hong Kong, for reasons we'll come to, down 5%, and oil today, actually quite a fall, WTI is down 7.2%, Brent down 6.4%, so make of all that what you will, here's NAB's Tapas Strickland in Sydney to talk about it, and uh, maybe we should start with those oil prices, because at one, age, one stage, Tapas, oil got back below $100 a, a barrel, so uh, is there any reason for this sudden sell-off in oil? I thought we couldn't get enough of the stuff.
1: Uh, good morning, Phil. Uh, yes, uh, quite a lot of volatility seen in the oil market, indeed, across all markets, uh over the past couple of weeks and at least the headline moves uh, last night really driven by two factors so the first one is uh russia and ukraine uh, continue to talk and while um there hasn't been too much coming out of that it's just the importance that that, that they are talking and that uh, possibly an off-ramp could could emerge and there were some developments um overnight about president biden uh, possibly traveling to europe uh the US and China talking about Russia, and we'll get uh, to a little bit more detail uh, in terms of that in, in, in a second. So things are shaping up. I remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how there was no clear off-ramp and the two sides weren't really talking. Um, at least they're talking now. Um, and so perhaps an off-ramp may... Uh, start to emerge. And then the second factor, and this is probably the biggest factor in terms of the movements in uh, the oil price and indeed across the whole of the commodities, is just China uh, placing uh, two large areas into lockdown um, just to uh, stem the emergence of the Omicron variant in China. And just to give you some illustration, uh, Shenzhen, uh, which is uh, home to about 17.5 million people, has been placed into partial lockdown. And uh, Zhilin, which is in the northeast of China, has a population of 24 Million, And so that's about the population of Australia in terms of equivalence, in terms of size. And that's also being placed into lockdown. So you're talking about almost um, 50 million people in China being placed uh, into partial all lockdown.
0: Because of this belief, belief that they, yeah, and all this belief, you know, because Omicron is spreading quite fast there now, isn't it? And they, they haven't got used to the idea that they have to live with it. So they're trying to avoid it, which means we're going to pay the price for that, aren't we, with supply
1: chains? I mean, this could all just add to our inflation pressures, couldn't it? Indeed, and that is and that is the fear. And just to give you some illustration in terms of oil, uh, China is the largest importer of, of oil, so it's yeah. no surprise there why uh, at least the front contracts for oil have fallen qu- quite sharply. And the same thing with with commodities. But as you're noting, uh, Shenzhen in particular is quite an important point in terms of you UA- uh, in terms of technology manufacturing and. Um, I think it was Foxconn uh, said it was going to halt uh, iPhone production. Um, and uh, as, as as a consequence, you've actually seen US IT uh, stocks fall. Yeah, big falls. Yeah. Quite sharply. So so the, so is, I think is, Apple is, is was that down because by another 2%. It,
0: yeah, I know. Incredible. So is that because of that or is also part of it because of these talks that are going on today? I haven't heard – I can't find anything for the outcomes of them. But as you mentioned it, uh, senior US and China officials, including Jake Sullivan, who's the, the, the White House's National Security Advisor – Meeting today in Rome. I think this meeting had been scheduled. It was going to happen anyway, wasn't it? Before the war, there were it was a scheduled meeting. But obviously, the war is uh, a, a key part of this now. Trying to find a, a way, uh, perhaps, for the uh, Western China to de-escalate the war somehow. Uh, and and but it's I, I wonder where this is going to go because I mean China's been you know trying to run that fine line on both sides without getting involved. Uh, they've been accused of, you know, being tempted to supply arms to uh, to Russia, which China's got angry about, the, the suggestion that they would or that they are. Uh, but, you know, we're also seeing, you know, there's a report in the FT today from the uh, Xinhua News Agency uh, publishing uh, a satellite investigation into U.S. labs that uh, Russia claims are being used to spread pathogens through animals. Uh, So this is the whole biological military activity. Uh, One official from China said uh, to reporters that uh, these activities are merely the tip tip of the iceberg of what the the United States is doing. And then there's also reports that the Chinese firewall is sort of telling more the Russian side of the story than the Western side of the story. So if China's trying to tow tow a line down the middle, I mean, it's looking more like they're they're jumping onto the, the Russia side than to our side,
1: doesn't it? I, it's it, it, it's quite possible that um, China is obviously um, in, informally helping Russia in terms of the economic Sanctions that have been applied, and I think, and do you think that that's, well that's hitting stocks as well? Do you think part of
0: that is the, the, this, this fear factor that uh, you know this might erupt further, and China gets roped in? Uh,
1: perhaps, maybe that was part of the sell-off in uh, Chinese equities uh, in, in in Asia, and there was um, some notion that um, uh, a few Chinese companies might actually be running foul of anti-money laundering laws as well. And so, you and you also got the ever-present risk of U.S. delistings for um, a number of the large Chinese. Tech name, so that's certainly possible. But uh, I think the key thing is here is that uh, Russia and Ukraine are, are talking, um, and there seems to be some kind of a momentum uh, towards uh, at least some kind of ceasefire. Uh, and of course, we don't exactly know when when that will when that will occur. But markets, at least, are, pri- are increasingly pricing in the chance of that. Yeah,
0: you know. and I guess. A day when nothing happens. There's no big events. Or there's no big bombings that we've heard about today. So I guess everybody is a bit relieved, but we have to take it day by day, obviously, uh, while having an eye on the future. How do you do that? Not really quite sure. Uh, look, let's have a look at what's happening uh, with the uh, uh, the uh, FOMC, of course, later on this week. Um, Bonneil rising sharply today. Uh, that is presumably in anticipation of that meeting. Talk that, I mean, almost certainly a quarter percent rise this week, maybe half a percent next time. I mean, the, the, the war is obviously pushing up the price of oil normally. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then we've got lockdowns in China as well. All of that, you know, presumably means more inflation worries. That means the uh, the Fed will have to go harder on rates.
1: Oh, indeed. And when you look at Fed funds pricing, they're now pricing seven rate hikes yeah. in 2022. And that would take the Fed's funds rate to 1.75 to, to 2%. And closer towards that neutral level that uh, the Fed's Evans was talking about, the Fed that, the Fed really needs to get to in order to uh, combat um, higher, higher inflation. And the real uh, thought coming out or going into the FMC is, does the Fed lift up uh, their estimate of where rates will go in in the near term to beyond where the Fed assesses neutral to be? And I think that's where some of the reaction we have seen in yields is is going. There's some fear that the Fed uh, may see the need to go into restrictive territory and may flag that need uh, in the FOMC dot plot or pal in the press conference
0: okay well quite a few numbers out today um so we've been talking about China quite a bit this morning we get their industrial production numbers their retail sales for February we get fixed asset investments as well their one-year lending rate today and uh, we also know the PBOC clearly worried about
1: the strength of the uh, the Chinese one the CNY so what are they going to do about it oh, indeed in the uh PPSC did set a fairly weak fix above 6.35 uh, yesterday, and so that sends a bit of a hint there that uh, the central bank is becoming a little bit uncomfortable with CNY strength to date. And there was a front page in, I think it was the Chinese Securities Journal saying uh, China may also need to cut its... Triple R and other lending rates to stabilise growth. So we do get the uh, one-year uh, medium-term lending rate decision today, and we're expecting a cut by 10 basis points to that, to 2.75%. And you'll have to expect uh, some further moves there also to shore up the uh, domestic growth front as well. Wow, ma-
0: amazing that they're going in that direction, isn't it? We also get uh, US PPI, uh, which could see prices go still higher, remembering it was uh, 9.7% in January.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so I think the PPI will be watched uh, fairly closely, just to see. See um, how much more inflationary pressure is going to come through the pipeline. You'd have to say, given uh, Russia. Ukraine. Uh, in the coming months, producer prices are likely to come under further pressure, just given how far all, all prices have risen and how far other commodity prices have risen as well. Um, also in the US, we get the Empire Fed Survey, and they may, that may be the first look in terms of how the business sector is viewing the Russia-Ukraine situation. So I think that will get a little bit of interest as well.
0: Yeah, and the German Zoo Survey as well. So does that cover the, that, that period too? Is that going to give us an indication of, uh, of confidence in, in Europe? We also get industrial production numbers for the Eurozone as well.
1: Oh, in, in, Indeed it should, but just worth noting that The German Zoo Survey is a survey of market endless, so um, it should, Mm. by definition, uh, see some fairly hefty falls in those indexes and when you look at the consensus there i think for the current situation it's expected to fall heavily in the red to minus 22.5 from minus 8.1 and the expectations component is also expected to fall quite sharply and uh finally numbers
0: wise the unemployment numbers for the uk today as well uh which were up 4.3 percent year on year in december these are january numbers so they're a bit after the fact aren't they (laughs) it's fair to say but we do get average earnings so we can see how whether whether they picked up at the start of the year
1: oh definitely just worth noting the BOE is also uh, meeting this week as well and they fully price, um, sorry, markets fully pricing a 25 basis point hike. Uh, with a further 5.5 hikes priced by the end of the year, and you'd have to say the employment figures, just given there for January, probably don't impact on that, that pricing. And really, the key thing there is going to be the uh, earnings excluding bonuses, uh, which has, which the consensus has at 3.7 percent year on year, a rate similar to, to last month. And uh, if that's the case, then uh, no real easing back in terms of wage pressures in the UK economy.
0: Right, and it's no doubt they're going to be another volatile day today. I mean, just finally, I mean, the Aussie dollar, which has been slung about a bit, hasn't it, over the last the last week, but quite a big. Fall. I mean, obviously, we've, we've seen a dro- drop in commodities, uh, but, I mean, you know, it's it's still a turbulent world out there. Why such a big fall today? Uh,
1: definitely. And you'd have to say it's probably the combination of uh, the fall in commodity prices and also the uh, fall in uh, U.S. equities as well. Um, so the combination of mm. both a proxy for risk sentiment um, and also uh, in terms of uh, just its proxy in terms of uh, global commodity currency um, and then also just in terms of what's coming up for Australia uh, we also get the RBA minutes and our weekly consumer yeah. confidence and uh, the RBA minutes I think it's fair to say probably won't contain too much in the way of new news but uh, Governor Lowe did speak quite extensively last week and highlighted, or at least um, was saying to pivot the RBA to a more hawkish stance, uh, at least relative to where they were, uh, with rate hikes uh, seen as plausible. And Governor Lowe did back away from the need to see two more CPI prints, saying uh, only one more uh, print was likely needed and he used the term inflation psychology um, in uh, his uh, Q&A on Friday and so that suggests that the RBA is looking quite closely at inflation expectations and wage um, expectations now Right,
0: excellent, very good, alright we'll leave it there for now though, good to talk to catch you. you again next time uh, Cheers, uh, thanks Phil And uh, That's it for today, apologies if I sound a bit bunged up I got a bit a man flu, if you're a man you know how bad that can be, uh, hopefully I'll fling it off before tomorrow though, uh, I'm Phil Dobby for NAB, catch you tomorrow morning, have a good day